It's your girl K to the K to the C. You are tuned into Dare to Talk. Yes. Oh my god, my voice is like slowly going away. What's up, y'all? You're tuned in to Dare to Talk. It is your girl KC. I am back with another season. How y'all doing? Did y'all miss me or what? Hey y'all, it's me. I am back. This is our first episode back on it and I know that some of y'all have been riding with me since episode one of season one, but I want to reintroduce myself and like explain why we, why I do what I do. So first things first, this podcast was created because I felt like I wanted a space where a single black female millennial can like really just examine life and talk about the joys and the bullshit that come with it because it's ghetto out here for real like for real for real and I wanted to be able to do that and have you all learn from my mistakes and kind of we learn from each other you know it's kind of like a sisterhood brotherhood type of thing think of me as a distant cousin essentially And so I wanted to talk about some things that maybe you are afraid of talking about with your friends or you don't know how that conversation should go or thinking about things that can really cultivate and change your um, relationship dynamics and things like that. I really began this podcast because I just wanted to spark conversation, whether that's a conversation with myself, whether that's a conversation with you and your girls, you and your boys, whoever it is, I wanted this to be a conversation starter. And that is the origin and the root of this podcast. Dare to do whatever it is your heart desires, as long as it's, you know, healthy and it's not, you know, illegal. (laughs) But with no further ado, let me get into this episode. This episode is called, Where the Hell is Casey? Okay, in this episode, I'm going to break down where the hell I've been, what the hell I've been doing, okay, and where the hell we finna go this season, okay? I'm so excited. Like I said, I really, really did miss y'all. I miss talking to myself and recording it. (laughs) Because essentially, if you're a podcaster, that's exactly what we do. We are just talking to ourselves and recording it. So it's like actual footage that I'm like a little tapped. But we're all a little tapped, so it's good. All right, so no further ado, we're going to slide into this episode. Enjoy. Okay, I want to let y'all know, like, the just, you know, when things are going so well and it's like something that just throws you off, and it's like, mother. And I try to not, I don't classify myself as a pessimistic person. Like, I'm not, I would say that I'm like the least negative person I know out there. Um, and that's not to like big myself up, it's just a fact. Um, so today I had a great day at work. I was like, yes, killed it. Um, went, got my nails done, got my feet done because they was wolf, you know? I mean, if the world's going to end tomorrow, at least let it end with a a nice, crisp manicure and pedicure. You know what I mean? So I go get my nails done or whatever. Then I'm like, bet, I'm about to go home, about to cook me a little something, something. Then I'm about to, you know, fine tune and like get this, you know, session together, this episode together because my peoples is waiting 
and I'm getting my stuff. So I get my Yeti mic. This is not, I'm not sponsored, but Yeti, holler at your girl. So I get my Yeti mic out. I'm ready to get my laptop out. And I realize that there is no bleeping. I'm sorry, this is an explicit podcast. There's no fucking adapter in my purse. Bro, it's just like, it's kind of one of those things. I said this in like season one. It's like when you drop your keys at the door. It's like, come on. <laughs> come on. Like, I just, I, I like, we were just flowing. It was smooth as butter. I just needed this to keep going. But I didn't let that stop me. As y'all know, like, I have the Anchor app. And so, you know, the Anchor app is really easy as far as starting a podcast or recording a session. It's, like, as simple as clicking a button and just talking. I love it. It's great. Not my go-to. I really do prefer having my my Yeti mic set up situation. Um, but we're going to do what we got because I wanted to make sure that I got this out to y'all because I'm not a liar. And y'all wasn't about to make me a liar. I said I was dropping something tomorrow. You're definitely getting something small. Um, Well, the 14th, I think, right? Yeah, the 14th. So, where the bleep have I been? First of all, Happy New Year, y'all. I'm just, I hope y'all can, like, sense, like, the, the joy I have for being, like, on this mic and just being able to do this again. Like, oh, it's just like I'm oozing. I'm, I'm oozing of joy. But, yeah, so, first of all, Happy New Year. Happy fucking new year. We made it to 2022. I personally feel like, you know, I felt like when I was a kid and it was like 2008 or whatever, it's like, oh my God, 2020 is going to be so far away. And now it's like 2022. Like time is absolutely flying and it's like insane to me. Like somebody the other day, I think was talking about, oh, something, something, you know, 2024. And I'm just like, honestly, the fact that that shit's two years away is mind-blowing to me. Like, time is really getting, I don't want to say getting away from us, but time is really, really flying. I don't know about y'all, but I brought in the new year, very safe and smart. Um, I had about a couple of close, you know, a couple of close friends, you know, some peeps come over and... um we had Chinese food, very low-key, watched some Netflix, and it was literally one of those moments where it was like, oh my God, it's 12, it's 12 o'clock, guys, Happy New Year. And they're like, yeah, 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 Happy New Year. <laughs> like, it didn't feel, like, different or, like, anything crazy or special, and it's, cra- it, it's a crazy because I feel like bringing in 2021, you know how Snapchat gives you, like, your memories and stuff, felt different. Like, even though we were still in the midst of a whole-ass pandemic, um, it still felt different. It was like in excitement and joy and things like that. And so I think re, you know, relocating and being in this new city is like, it just felt different and not different in a negative way, but different. Like, Hey, you know, happy new year. You're home. What's up? <laughs> Take your shoes off before you come in. That was the kind of vibe, but it was, it was dope. I am all for being in the house. This is, I think, my I think my biggest takeaway from like the pandemic or I mean we're still in it but I think my biggest thing from COVID is just like I'm cool with being at home like I know some people maybe go stir crazy and just like I can't take it and get me out of here but I'm actually really cool with being at the crib like I'm like I it's really like it's insane how how happy I am to be home and to just like enjoy my space 
And when I say, I mean home. When I say home, I mean a home. I don't mean a place where you ain't got no bed frame, you ain't got no, you know, decorum to, like, make it feel homey. Like, my home feels like a home. And I think that's um, definitely part of the reasons why y'all haven't heard from me. Sorry. (laughs) Ouch. But, yeah, I wanted to make sure that, like, you know, coming into this space, I wanted it to feel like a space I wanted to be in. I, I never want to be in a, a room or a home or a space where I'm like, oh, I'm itching to get out, right? And so for me, it was important, you know, with this this whole move that I, I made sure that I was comfortable in the space I'm in. I wanted to make sure my feng shui was feng shui. Um, so with that being said, I know I left off season one talking about the relocation, right? And I talked about some really... Um, core things of like just like making sure you're you know when you do a move like this it's for yourself right we hit those bullet points if you want to know my original like bullet points in like part one go back to season one and the last episode episode 20 and you can listen to that tune in and get in on that but I am so fucking happy I moved y'all like this has to be like the greatest thing I did for myself in my 27 years of life. And I know somebody's going to be like, oh, you're dramatic. No, no, no. I mean this in all seriousness. I know, I, you know, and now I see people's TikToks of like, you know, you got to move out of your hometown to like really glow, grow up, not grow up, but to really glow up and really like expand your horizons and really test yourself and really see like how resilient you are, how dope you are, because you have to strip yourself of all the the security blankets, right? The safety nets. I think being back in Boston, like, you know, back home, like I had so many people that supported me, so many safety nets, so many people I could fall back on, which is great, right? In retrospect, like it's super dope, but it's also something that hinders your growth. And then you get into this space, which is where I was prior to my move, where you get really complacent, right? And you're kind of like, just, you know, doing the everyday kind of feng shui of it you're not feng shui the everyday flow of it right and you're just flowing and just like kind of just doing the day and the day's doing you and it doesn't feel purposeful right and so for me when I made the decision to relocate like it had every bit to do with like I wanted to feel purpose I also wanted to test myself like I talk a good game I talk a good fucking game I wanted to know hey could I survive could I do this on my own Could I do this without, you know, my mom's support? Can I do this without, you know, my family being so, um, like, you know, close and so tangible, um, so to speak. And I am fucking doing it. Like, I'm, I'm doing this shit. I'm doing the hell out of this shit. If I do say so myself, I'm not even trying, I'm not a braggadocious person, but God damn, I'm doing it. And what I mean by that is like, I think when I was back home. And I thought about the idea of paying rent. (laughs) And (laughs) I thought about the idea of paying rent. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't afford that. I'm a teacher. Oh, my God, it's so expensive. And 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 I like I psyched myself out to say, like, no, I got to live with my mom forever, bitch. Like, you want to teach? Cool. Like, you're going to have to live with your mom forever. You're not going to be able to afford to live on your own, to pay your car note, to pay insurance, to do. And it literally just psyching myself out. And... I, now that I'm here and I'm I'm <laughs> paying rent, um, 
feels way did that left. And now that I'm here and I'm paying rent, I've done it. Like I've lived in Houston now for I believe about seven or eight months, and I've done it. I've paid rent. I've I've um, paid my electricity bill and like all. I've been paying my bills and being able to still have a social life and, and live right. And so for me, it was just like all that psyching myself out was just keeping me in that box of like, nope, you got to stay in Boston. This is where you're at. This is your place. You can't move out of here. Like, the, you know what I mean? And it just felt like I was mentally stuck in like this, like box. It just felt like I was stuck in this cube and like, I was like bouncing wall to wall and I couldn't move. And I don't want to say like, I don't want to use the word prison. Cause I, I really was happy. That was my hometown. I love Boston. I love my, my friends and family, but it just felt like you know what I mean? Like you, I felt like I just needed to bust out. And now that I busted out, I'm just so like, so grateful and thankful. I think with this relocation, I've learned to be okay with being alone. And I think for a lot of us, I think we think we're okay being alone, right? When we say that, like, oh yeah, I, you know, I go on solo dates by myself I, you know, spend, you know, Sundays or Saturdays alone, and I don't think we think of it in its entirety. I read, or I think I was listening to some podcasts, and um, the girl was just like, either it was a podcast, what's, I can't think of the podcast name, I know it was by a woman of color, I just can't think of her name, um, it'll come to me, hopefully, but she had mentioned, she was just like, you are going to cry the most living on your own and I didn't understand that I was just like damn like she said like okay like yikes somebody get her a fucking tissue but I get it now like when you're alone and you (laughs) when you live on your own you there's so many things now that you can feel and when I say feel I mean like emotionally like when you're sad when I was like having my my low points right when I was sad or when I felt feelings of like depression I had to very much so like filter how much I could feel of that if that makes sense right like I can't cry as loud as I want to because I have other people upstairs or I have people you know what I mean I have people around me that are like why are you crying what are you crying for that are you know it's just not a safe like I don't want to say not a safe space but you know what I mean like you have to channel it because I'm also that person like if I'm crying it feels weird when people console me and things like that. Like, I just don't like that. So living alone, I've definitely cried a lot. And I've cried for numerous reasons, right? Happy reasons, you know, sad reasons, reasons in between. But it's it's it, that freedom of, like, just being able to feel your emotions. If you're really pissed, you can be really fucking pissed in your apartment. If you're really happy, you can be fucking elated in your apartment. Like, you don't have to filter your feelings. You don't have to dumb it down or take it down three notches. Like, you can sit and really feel your feelings. And so, yes, there's, like, that positive aspect of it, right? Where it's like, yes, girl, we can be elated. We can finally scream at the top of our lungs. Well, not too loud because, you know, I got neighbors. But figuratively speaking, right? Or it's like, hey, if I'm having a weekend where I just want to sit with the lights off for the entire weekend and just sit in my feelings, I can do that too, right? With no judgment, no anything. And so also living on my own is like really getting 
adjusted to that and really learning like, hey, do you really like being alone? And I've had to learn to fucking like myself. And I know that sounds crazy. Like, bitch, like yourself? Yes, like myself. I have to like being with myself alone. And I think that correlates to dating, right? Like, I can't expect nobody to like me or to want to be around me if I can't even fathom being alone by myself, being um, pushed to like myself. You know what I mean? Like, you, it always starts with you. You have to like yourself in order for any other thing to, like, move forward or to make some shit shake in that in that sense. So I, this move has definitely pushed me to really open my eyes about myself and kind of like what I what I need to get together right and I say that to say the other day and you know I'm an open book on here so if you're new here <laughs> welcome I recently had an anxiety attack and I I haven't had one of those in a minute I do really well with um, coping with my anxiety so you know never really had a, a issue with it you know and I had one in the shower. It, and, and it's crazy because I felt like super, well, I thought I felt like super, super happy. But what I realized is like, I think that was like probably my anxiety, like just like really increasing and getting really, really high. And I had an anxiety attack and I do go, I'm a coper. <laughs> okay. In a world full of like whiners, complainers, I'm a coper. I'm good at coping. <laughs> okay. One thing Khadija going to find is a coping skill, <laughs> okay? So I was in the shower having this panic attack, and I was like, nope, focus on your breath. Focus on what you can control. And I'm not saying, like, everybody go do that, but I'm, you know, I'm just saying, like, y'all y'all definitely need to, you know, try it in the midst of, you know, when you're feeling anxious, anxious focus on what you can control. And what I for sure can control 100% of the time is my breath. So when I'm having an anxiety attack, I just focus on the breathing. I breathe slow, in and out, focus on that, and I think of a balloon in, uh, inflating and deflating, and that helps me. So that helped me in that moment, and I was able to bring it back down. And I was just like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> because it was the scariest shit. Like, I've never, you know, been in a space where I felt anxious or felt like, you know what I mean? To the point where I'm like damn near hyperventilating. And it made me realize that I, I I need to like really take time for myself and to really give myself a rest. And I think a lot of us think we're resting and we're fucking not resting. But that's a whole, a whole episode I got planned for y'all. But yeah, moving has been the like the greatest thing to occur because I think... I'm learning a lot about my mental health as well. And I'm, I'm learning that like, hey, like, am I really good? Like, am I okay? You know what I mean? And so living on my own has really helped me to really put in perspective of like, this is, I have high functioning anxiety. And, you know, I think for a lot of people, they think when when people think of like people with anxiety they think of people that are like crippling anxiety that has like ooh I can't go to the mall ooh I can't eat in restaurants because there's like so many people around me but anxiety is like so many facets to it so and it's like this flo everly everly <laughs> ever flowing like spectrum right it's not like a a period or a dot where it's like oh yeah that's definitely not you know anxiety 
you know it's this thing that it's like it's like so many nuances to it and so this I don't not to say like this move has made me like you know oh my god my anxiety's up because I live alone but it's definitely something where I like I need to be on the lookout for it now right um also relocating it forces you to make friends okay you can't relocate go somewhere move somewhere and not make friends so i you know i'm I'm happy to say i have a couple peeps houston peeps and they are super dope and they have already like really cultivated and pushed me and my thinking and like really trying to like get myself to the next level right and that was another part of the reason why i wanted to hop on this podcast because i'm like i'm around people who are just so creative and and ever I feel like they're like rivers that are everly flowing and they're always looking to like get their, you know, put their hand into something, right? I have one friend who's like has a private practice. I have another friend who has like a boutique. I have another friend who's like starting her nail business slash magazine. Like there's there's a lot of people that I'm around down here that is just very entrepreneurial and like they're, I think they push me without knowing they push me to like, all right, what can I get into? What can I tap into creatively? What can I, you know, make? And not necessarily for the money necessarily. I mean, money would be great. But, you know, something to, like, just plug into and just have an outlet. Um, so, you know, made a really cool people. And I have also realized that love is, love is shit anywhere. <laughs> okay. I hate to like turn down the mood, but love is shitty anywhere. I really think at the end of the day, you, you like, it's just, and I'm not to saying this, I'm not saying this to say like every guy out there is a piece of shit because <laughs> he's not, you know, they're not, but it's just like, it's the dating pool has piss in it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to stop it there because that's also going to be another segment or another episode but for sure, the dating pool has piss and shit in it, for sure. But, you know, I I don't know. Like, I've just never been so happy with a decision I've made in my life. So when people ask me, like, hey, how do you like it down there? I love it. I'm obsessed, and I'm so angry that I didn't do this sooner. But I think in life, like, things happen for a reason, right? Like, we end up in certain predicaments, certain places, and making certain decisions at certain times because it's the right time, right? And I think I've heard people say, like, there's never a right time to da-da-da-da or whatever. You know, I feel like I've heard that before. But I feel like there's no time, and I don't know who this, like, saying is from. I feel like I've heard it from plenty of people. But there's no time like the present, right? Like, you got to live in the now, which is another thing I've learned living on my own as well is like I need to focus on what I can control and also the now. I can't focus about whatever's happening at the end of the month or whatever's happening next month or three months from now. I have to live in the now. I don't want to be that person that like worries about things that are haven't happened yet or may not happen. And so I lose sight of like enjoying the things that are happening now because of what may or may not happen. So I think that's that's definitely another thing that's really been top tier with this move is pushing me to like really think about, hey, 
girl, are we like really going to stress about something that's like potentially three weeks from now or potentially may happen next month, happen next month? Or are we going to like live in the now? I will say too, like the difference between Houston and Boston is definitely, there's a lot of difference, not to be shady, but it's very different. It's a lot more ratchet down here. Okay. Like your girl, I was an H-Town hottie, couldn't tell me nothing. I got some long-ass acrylics. I would have never did that shit in Boston. No lie. Like, my, I had a nail tech that I went to faithfully. And Lex, I love her. It's like, oh, I'm so obsessed with her. But I went to her faithfully, and she was like, you never want to do long nails? And I was like, nah, <laughs> no. And then I come down here for, like, two hot seconds, and I'm, like, rocking the longest set that I've ever rocked and like it's it's different I just feel like it's a vibe down here I don't know if it's the weather it could be the weather I feel like weather does um kind of manipulate how you feel and how people interact with each other because I feel like back home like you know we are like quick and fast and like hustle and bustle but that's because it's like fuck like bitch it's like negative nine degrees like I don't have time to sit here and shoot the shits with you but I feel like down here, it's like, you know, ooh, it's 78. Like, oh, my God, how are you? Good morning. The beautiful weather, right? And it's like a complete 360. And I've I've had to be super cognizant of, like, the, the pleasantries because I think that is still very much so something I'm getting used to. And um, I also think, oh, my God, everything's so fucking far, y'all, Okay. Back home, if something's 10 minutes away, it's, it's, the, it's the 10, okay? It is the 10. But here <laughs> in Houston, Houston, Texas, oh, baby, it could be something where it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm down the street. Baby, you driving a cool 25 minutes. And it's not a Boston 25 minutes. It's like a, damn, we still driving 25 minutes. So, it, it I mean, it makes sense. Everything's so goddamn stretched out and, like, Texas is massive, but, like, the driving, oh, you definitely have to have a car down here, baby. You have to have that motherfucker on F at all times because you might think, oh, man, I just got to go to the Walgreens down the street. It's it's going to take you a cool 15, okay? Cool 15, you're going to need about a good chunk of gas to get there and back to the crib. Um, But that was never a problem. I think back home I was always, I hate... I'm one of those people like, ooh, half tank of gas, got to fill it up. Like, I was never a, mm, yeah, we're good. But no, that gives me anxiety because, God forbid, you run out of gas and then you're on the side of the road. That's how most horror stories start or horror films. No, ma'am. And y'all already know how they do the black folks, so I'm not even going to test my odds. But <laughs> I digress. But, like, yeah, the movie's been really good. I've been, I feel, I finally am in the space where I, you know, hundreds of dollars later, you know, shout out to Home Goods, shout out to Amy, Amazon. Um, I feel like my house is, is good. Oh, shout out to Wayfair as well. Um, I think I have realized, I've come to realize too, like, it's okay to have somebody else build some shit for you. <laughs> Are y'all picking up what I'm putting down? It's okay to have somebody else build some shit for you. I put my bed frame together, right, y'all? And first of all, the fucking debacle with my bed frame when I first moved here. So when I moved here, everybody was um, that, you know, um, 
bought me something from my registry. It was sent to my apartment. So I had everything, right, that everybody bought me. Shout out to y'all if you bought me something off my registry. Kisses, smooches, you're the best. But I got here and I was like, hmm, my bed frame can't be in these boxes because these boxes are really fucking small. Yep, you were right, babe. It's not in there. Why did I tell them? I was like, hey, my bed frame's supposed to be here. Blah, blah, blah. You know, whoop de whoop de whoop. And they were like, yeah, babe, everything we got is pretty much in your apartment. I'm like, cool, great. So then I, <laughs> me being <laughs> Casey, I reach out to then Wayfair and I'm like, hey, like, what's going on? <laughs> I had a bed frame and it just never showed up. I mean, I don't get it. And when I tell y'all I was sleeping on the floor of my apartment or my bedroom for like a cool, I want to say two weeks. A cool two weeks. And when I tell you it was the ghettoest shit ever, would not wish that on nobody. And if you out here with your bed on the floor and no bed frame, babe, start a GoFundMe because you need a bed frame. It's No, it's just, it's not okay. It's not acceptable either. Like, mm, no, no, it's just not okay. My back, I think getting up, <laughs> getting up from the floor, because, you know, no bed frame, your bed is damn near not levitating off the baby it's on the floor baby your bed is the floor so getting up off the floor was like horrible and it was just like my it was horrible the the sleep I would get it just felt it just it was bad so then finally I was just like whatever you know Wayfair gave me my money my money back and I was like cool I'm about to get another bed frame because this is I can't I can't be without a bed frame and I had gave it like a cool week before I had ordered another one so I'm like maybe it'll pop up nothing so I ordered another bed frame, and if you follow me on Instagram, like I, you know, shared a cute story or whatever, me putting it together, being Miss Independent, which is fucking the ghetto or shit ever. I'm over it. But, so, I get my bed frame. Then, I had my bed frame for a cool, I want to say a, about maybe a month or two. Then, what do you think pulls up on my fucking front door? Yep. You guessed it, my bed frame that I originally ordered. So I was like, what the bleep? So then there was a whole debacle. Then I ended up donating that bed, that bed frame to like, um, I think of um, Habitat or something like that. Like, you know, it's like a thrift store, but like they have a lot of like, um, like appliance, home decor, home furniture, bureaus and stuff like that, whatever. And so can you say tax write off? Yeah. For sure. Um, but I was just so pissed. So that's the other thing, too. Like, when you're relocating, like, please have your... You got to be on top of your tracking numbers, on top of your packages. Thankfully, everything that was sent from my registry was, like, in my apartment and, like, good to go. I also gave them a heads up, too, that, like, hey, I have packages coming. If you can please just put that... <laughs> boop, put that right in my apartment. Bing bong. That'd be great. And they did, and so, you know, here we are. Your shorty is sleeping elevated. Um, couches, I ended up buying my couches too when I was still in Boston, but I was able to do it where they dropped it off and delivered the couches after I moved in, so that wasn't a problem. But yeah, the move was honestly like, the move itself wasn't that bad. It was definitely a long drive. I want to say 
I stopped. How how many times did I stop? I want to say it took me. I think I left. I left on a Thursday, and I got here. Yeah, so I got here like Saturday. Saturday night. I think I got here like Saturday Sunday. So it took me like two three days to drive down from Boston to Houston. It's about twenty eight hours, and so obviously you factor in like bathroom, food, and you know stretching you know your body or whatever so it wasn't that bad um so the actual move wasn't crazy i definitely had my um my best friend who flew down with her fiance and they were helpful as fuck um because they helped me clean my apartment and like build stuff um shout out to 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 j-dog jalen um he was super helpful. He put my cart together. Y'all know Jalen. He's from the No Clearance Podcast, which I've been on a couple times here. Flip. But yeah, I mean, the actual move wasn't bad. It wasn't crazy. It was really good. It was cool. So yeah, I mean, I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm very happy with my decision and, and the move. Moving on to, I kind of hinted towards this, but my relationship status. So I had mentioned this in the No Clearance podcast and I felt like I can't say it on theirs and then not on mine. It just doesn't, mm, mm, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter. The math isn't happening. So y'all may have known, well, y'all don't know because I'm, I'm that kind of stuff I'm kind of private about, but I was in a situationship. Mm-hmm. For sure, a situationship. I was dealing with somebody who had their own situation and let me just yeah gather myself I was dealing with somebody who had their own situation and um and this is part of like what I mean by like moving on my own gave me some clarity and like really gave me confidence and like made me feel like I I don't like I deserve, <laughs> you know, Mama D. Like I definitely deserve, you know, certain things. And for me, one thing was like I, I'm a firm believer on not on not compromising. For me, I didn't. I felt like in that situation, I was compromising because I knew what I wanted. Right? I wanted a husband. I definitely wanted kids. And this person. Um, was kind of like more situated than me, right? Like person had, you know, their own get up and set up. And so like they didn't necessarily want what I wanted. And, and I think it's hard too when you have an age gap and, and things like that. Um, and so was never any hard feelings. Definitely, you know, we don't say that name in my house, but no hard feelings. But I just felt like in that moment and also at the period in the like, in the stage, in the period of my life I'm in right now, it was important for me to um, level up. It was important for me to level up career-wise, but also relationship-wise. Like I cannot continue to be involved in, in, in situations or relationships or connections, honestly, that just don't serve me. And when I say serve me, I don't mean in the like monetary-esque type shit. I mean like emotionally like you're not getting you're not gonna give me what I want so I'm not gonna continue to waste my time and dick around essentially and so I decided to you know part ways and I think for me 
it you realize as uh, as you get older that we comp not compromise but we are we get really complacent with certain things we get complacent with the idea of like oh well you know he you know I'm with them they're with me and you know we cuddle you know I have somebody to talk to I have somebody to say good morning good night how's your day oh, nigga let me tell you about the day I had at work you know what I mean like we get really complacent in those like that habit and those routines that we forget like hey is this is this building me in the way I want it to build me is are we building towards something if not well then we got to cut this off like it has to end like I refuse to be connected in any facet whether that's relationship whether that's romantical friendship or you know what I mean like whatever capacity I refuse to just have connections for the sake of having them right and like I'm kind of on this kick of like elevation and like leveling up. And so if I feel like you're not adding to me and you're not, we're not adding to each other, right? To become one or adding to like better each other or give each other um, a step closer to our goals and things like that. Like I'm not, I just can't do it, right? And so for me, that was a wake up call I had to give myself. Like I can't continue to, perpetuate this this notion of like yeah no like you know like we're cool no rush nah I don't really want marriage right because then you get so complacent too where now you kind of like talk yourself out of shit that you know you fucking want like I knew I wanted marriage for sure I knew I wanted kids for sure but I was so complacent in our in our situation that I was like nah I don't really want that it's not really a big deal and, you know, my friends were like, hey, we were waiting on you to fucking stop sm smelling the chlorophyll. You know, we were waiting on you to fucking wake up and, and, and smell the fucking roses and touch the thorns. And so, you know, in that, I think, I, I feel like, and it, I'm going to be honest, I probably would have never made that decision had I still lived in Boston. And keep it a buck. I think with distance, because that person is, is not um in uh, Houston, uh, I think with distance, it definitely helped me to clear my mind and really gauge on like my future and kind of what I want. And also, I know y'all gonna be like, Khadija, you're so young, but I'm 27, about to be 28. You know, I'm thinking about like five, 10 years from now. And like, I don't want to be in a, a situation where it's like five, 10 years from now, God, oof, my God, God help me if it was 10 years from now. But I don't want to be in a situation where five years from now, I'm like, yeah, we kind of wasted each other's time. You more so wasted my time, you know, and then become this like miserable, you know, mid middle aged woman who's angry at the world. I'm, I'm all set and I'm good on that. I just don't need that. So, you know, there's that. So I'm single and, you know, I'm. Now, I don't know if I'm necessarily ready to mingle, which I feel like in my, I said this in my, in season one where I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm just out here giving, you know, doing solo dates and, and things like that. Like, I'm definitely still on my solo date shit. I think I did a solo date not so long ago. Um, I saw Spider-Man and I took myself out to eat. <laughs> Bomb. But, you know, I, I'm still definitely on that kick of like, nah, I need to put me first. And I think, you know, 
me cutting off that tie or severing that tie made it made it official and it made it feel like yeah bitch now we cooking with oil like you doing it now girl mm-hmm. go ahead and so like it was definitely bittersweet and um but it was it needed to get done so when I tell y'all like this is the year like I'm like bossing up and I'm glowing up believe that like believe that and talking about glowing up y'all I'm so excited to tell y'all that uh, <laughs> your girl got a therapist. <laughs> yep, I got a therapist. Yo, and I've been telling every and anybody who's like listening to me. <laughs> like, oh, what are you doing? Like, oh, sorry, I can't. I got a therapy. Therapy sash. Sorry. <laughs> hey, Kadija, you want to check? Oh, sorry. Oh, I got to check in with my therapist. I got to see if like that's okay with her. I've been like so annoying, but I, I mean, y'all, y'all know this, like season one, I'm like, yo, I've been on the prowl for a therapist and like really looking for one and like making those connections and, and finding one. Because like I said, early in the podcast, like early in this session, I think like we all have issues and things going on and we get so busy in the hustle and bustle of things that we don't realize like you got to take care of you. Right. And I think we're quick to, you know, take care of ourselves physically. Right. Like if you're sick, you break a bone or anything. You're like, oop, I got to go to the doctor. Right. And so I think and not to say like people that go to therapist or people that go to therapy, I'm sorry, are like broken mentally or have anything wrong with them. But I think the same way you, you have your annual checkup, you should have somebody checking your mental. Right. And I think me going to therapy is not me saying like I don't go every week hell no I don't go every week god damn I told her um because my therapist is a woman of color um I was like yeah I don't need to go every week because I'm not you know I'm not in a crisis but she laughed and giggled and she was like you don't have to be in a crisis to you know you know if you come every if you want to come every week if you feel like that eventually is like appropriate then we could do that but you don't have to be in a crisis to do that but I feel like when people think of therapy, they think of it like, yo, what's really good with you? Like, you're tapped. And it's like, no. I feel like, honestly, the people that are in therapy are the fucking sanest people in the room. No bullshit. Because those are people that are working on sorting out their emotions, sorting out their fucking mental illness, sorting out, you know what I mean? Like, mentally, they're trying to get sharper. Not smarter, but sharper. You're trying to work through things that your neurons and nerves have internalized right yep i heard that on a podcast and that shit stuck with me okay you're working you're working through traumas and i think for a lot of people we think of trauma as this like it has to be like this like name brand thing of like sexual assault um uh sexual assault eating disorders or no is it eating well, I guess you can get an eating disorder from a, a trauma, a traumatic thing happening in your life. But you know what I mean? Like, I, I say this to say, like, it doesn't have to be like this, this big headline thing. Like, I was raped. And so now I go to therapy, right? It could be like, you know what? Like, I've noticed that I'm having a lot of depressive episodes. And so I, I want to seek help. It could also be like, hey, I just want to talk to somebody objectively who can, like, really just give me advice and not necessarily be so opinionated 
but give me like raw fact and actual helpful shit, right? And so for me, I'm kind of in the point of like, y'all know, like I've been adopted, you know, my biological mother passed away and I had no feelings. And it's just like, you know, I don't think that's entirely fucking normal. So there's things I want to work through. And I also, y'all know me, I want to date a man who's emotionally intelligent. And so who the hell am I to expect you know what I mean? Somebody to be emotionally intelligent and I'm I'm asking you to be working through your shit and I'm not working through mine. You know? So I'm I'm putting out what I'm putting in. And so I, the the journey starts now and I'm when I tell y'all I'm so fucking excited. So be prepared for the gems. Be prepared for the gems because I'm about to be dropping it and it's going to be for free 99. Um, for right now, I might start charging later. I'll let y'all know about it. But, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I'm in a, if you were to ask me like, Casey, where, like, what is one word to describe? Like kind of like where you're at. I am levitating. I'm levitating. And when I say levitating, I'm just like, not a bad, like, but I'm floating between good and bad. No. I'm floating and I'm really just feeling like I finally got the swing of things, right? Like, even at work, I feel like I kind of got the hang of shit and I'm kind of like good at my job. And I feel like I I know my place at work and not in a negative way, but like I know my position, right? Like I know how to be a team player. I know how to stand up and like lead when I need to. Like, I finally feel like I'm like in the swing of things and I got it down packed as far as work goes I also feel like I am I also feel like I'm I'm kind of really good personally right I think I've done a really good job of like maintaining my journaling so I've been journaling like crazy I've also maintained my you know my routine I've started eating a lot cleaner a lot healthier um and, you know, I do HelloFresh. And I'm about to see if they want to sponsor me or what. Because I be trying to put everybody on to HelloFresh now. So if you want the code, you want a promotion code, I'm about to drop that in the in the bio, in the link. Um, not a link, but I'm going to drop it in the bio. If the promo code don't work, it's because it's expired. That ain't got nothing to do with me. You got to take that up with HelloFresh. But, <laughs> yo, because promo codes are good for that. Like, you be really thinking you putting people on, they're like, actually, girl, it's an error. It doesn't, it, it's like not going through. And it's like, well, you need to take care of management. Like, I just, I'm the messenger. Um, But yeah, like, I feel like I'm in a really good space. And that's why I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to come back on my podcast shit because I am in a space where I can be having these bomb ass, great conversations. I feel like there's so much, so many things happening and going on where it'd be crazy if I didn't get on here and start and start talking with you guys. But, um, yeah, but as always, it's, it's definitely a pleasure to talk and get on here. I love when y'all hit me up and be like, girl, guess that, Psst, talk about it, get on the mic. You know what I mean? Like y'all really be gassing me up and hyping me up and I appreciate that. And it don't got to be public, you know, it don't got to be a public hype up would be nice, but it don't got to, um, but yeah, y'all are, I really do appreciate y'all and I'm so glad to be back. So happy to be back. And 
next episode is definitely going to be Liddy. I definitely have a list of episodes I'm trying to bang out. I'm also trying to do a lot more collaborating. So I want to definitely share the mic and get more voices on this um, season and, and, and talk about some things. You know, I want to I talk about some things. And yeah, I'm like, ugh, I'm, guys, I'm just so happy to be doing this again. Ooh, also, before I forget, because I was finna forget, um, I wanted to add this new segment, and the new segment is Dare to Debate. So y'all know, like, Dare to Talk, we are daring to talk about some, some shit that, you know, most people are, like, teetering around or tiptoeing or saying in their head but not saying out loud. So Dare to Debate, this segment is really going to be about just, like, posing this question and for y'all to just debate and kind of take it have that conversation with your, your your friends, your family, whoever. I was thinking about this today. How do you feel about your ex dating your friends or your friends dating your exes? I'm going to give you all a second to think about that. Think about it. Your close, imagine your close friend dating your ex, like, is that a no-no? Is that a, like, bitch, who cares? Like, what's, what's, what's that? Okay, I give y'all plenty of time to think. My opinion on that was, let me, let me start off with my original opinion. Originally, if you were to ask me, like, I don't know, five years ago, maybe, I'd be like, hell no. That's, you know, like, nah, that's my ex, whatever. I've recently realized, like, that's so fucking possessive. And it's actually super, like, I don't want to say concerning because that sounds like I'm, like, oh, my gosh. I high-key be coming off like a teacher 100% of the time. Um, but, yeah, like, I think depending on, and I know somebody's like, but what if that was the love of your life? No, I think if that was your ex, that was your ex or that is your ex. You know what I mean? Obviously, you're not going to be happy about it, right? And, like, to a certain level, it's like, yeah, bitch, if you and Jaquan, like, are getting intimate, I don't want to know about the, like, you know what I mean? Like, keep those details to yourself. You're going to have to find a new friend to, you know, tell that information to. But, um, I, I don't see anything wrong with it. I think before I would be like, hell no, like, that's a big no-no. But now I'm just kind of in a space where it's like, you got to think about it. You two are no longer with each other because it just didn't work. It didn't, it didn't work. And I know some people are like, oh, but what about, you know, right person, wrong time? I completely wholeheartedly agree with that as well. But it's to say, like, they, y'all, it ran its course, right? And for some reason, it's done and it's no longer, you know what I mean? Like, y'all are no longer together. I think that you need to let that go at that point. Because at this point, like, you just didn't click. It didn't work and it didn't mesh. And you got to move on. We got to keep it pushing. Now, like I said, like there still needs to be boundaries if your friend is dating your ex. And I think the boundary should be like, obviously, don't talk to me about y'all intimacies. I don't really want to know about what he or she does for you. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it needs to be some discretion. Like, I don't want to know. Like, yeah, I just there needs to be some discretion. Right. And like, you can't come to me talking about a whole bunch of like, you know, like, girl, you know, he sent me, he sent me flowers and, and that, you know what I mean? Cause then it comes off like you're rubbing it in my face and not like a, 
girl, he's really the sweetest guy, right? Because it's my ex. It feels like you're trying to rub it in my face. Like, look what he's doing for me or look what they're doing for me and not for you. And so I personally feel like if one of my friends was like, yo, I want to date blank. I'm not going to say his name. I'd be like, cool. I mean, good fucking luck, but cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I really just don't feel the need to like cock block or, you know, get in the way of my ex's next, you know, step up. Because if you think about it, every relationship you are elevating in some capacity. Like, yes, like you, there's areas where you like are not perfect and like fuck up on, but for the most part, every relationship elevates you to the next level. So who am I to get in the way of your next elevation? And like I said, this is a very mature, um, you know, loving response. But this is after like years of just like seeing all my exes live their best life. And I'm just, you know, solo dolo, you know, and not to say that in a bitter way, because, you know, I don't regret any of my decisions as far as my relationships and stuff go. Um, I feel like it wouldn't, I wouldn't be the Casey I am today without it. And so I'm not upset by it, but. You know, it just doesn't make sense. And it t also takes too much fucking energy to be like, no, you can't take him. You can't take him. And, I mean, let's call it what it is. I don't got a lot of exes, so you probably can't date, like, what, four niggas in Boston? Yeah, you're good, babe. You know? So, you know, there's plenty of fish in the sea. I would love to know y'all response to this, though. So, remember, the dare to debate question is, would you... Allow your friend to date your ex. Please drop your response down below in the review box. Um, drop it in a DM. Drop it on my story. Tag me. If you have this conversation with your friends, tell me what their response was. I would be so freaking curious to know how people respond to this. Because I think when I heard this question, I was definitely like, I had to take a second and think about it. And be like, nah, that ass, like, how would I really feel? Because I think it's interesting, and I also think it's very telling um, to the type of person someone is, um, depending on how they respond to this. But I say all that to say that um, I appreciate y'all for tuning in on this session. This is season motherfucking two, okay? We are, we are out here doing it, swinging, okay? Nothing's holding us back. We're getting it done. With that said, before I sign off, please, please, please make sure that you're hitting those stars down below. Make sure that you're giving me those responses, right? Reviews. If you have recommendations, if you are somebody that's like, girl, let's do a session together. Yes, DM me, hit me up. I will drop all the deets. Y'all know I'm good for it. I'll drop all the deets. Please hit me up on, uh, on Instagram. You can DM me on my personal account or my podcast account but please 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 don't be shy don't be a stranger because as always i'm like a distant cousin at this point so you know we family so it's kind of like you gotta hit me up you know so with that being said please feel free to hit me up make sure you are dropping down below hitting those stars hitting those five stars because <laughs> five star shit mm-hmm and dropping a review and please 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 if you have suggestions for an episode or anything don't be shy to reach out and as always peace and love